Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Time now to talk a little bit of football. It's great to have him back in the studio. It's been a while. We've had the World Cup and then he was busy last week. But Warren Moon is back and a winning coach with a big smile on his face. Merry Christmas, Warren. Merry Christmas to you, Mark. Uh, And thanks for having me back. And thanks for coming back. And what a time to come back. You've uh, beaten Newcastle away. And I don't think we've spoken to you since the Sydney FC game. I think we spoke to Jack. But um, it's been going okay. Yeah, going okay. We, uh, you know, we think when I came in, we we hadn't got the win. We'd had a few draws. Mm. So we've had a couple of wins now and still undefeated in the last five. So, um, no, things are going well. And uh, we're really keen now to uh, move on this week to Western Sydney Wanderers and get another three points at home. Were you concerned that the uh, World Cup break came at a bad time because you'd just beaten Sydney FC and uh, everyone would have been on a high and then everyone goes away? Was that a concern at all? I looked at it two ways. Yeah, obviously you wanted to keep playing uh, because it was such a great performance against mm. Sydney. But on the flip side, we had a lot of players that needed uh, a little bit more conditioning and they came into the piece late or whatever it was or we had some injuries. So I knew we also had a good opportunity to get some of our boys fit and up to speed when we did come back from the break. So I looked at it both ways and we've taken it as a positive and, um, you know, so far so good. What did you like about the win over the Jets on Friday? I think our... Uh, we just looked a team, you know, we went down there and it's never easy down there. I, I think most people might not realize it's, it's by the ocean and it's, uh, the wind keeps howling in, uh, at McDonald McDonald Jones stadium there. So it's always a difficult place to play. Um, but we were very organized and, uh, we looked a team, we looked well structured and, uh, always a threat going forwards. And I think as the game progressed, we looked like the team most likely to win it. So, um, yeah, I was really, really pleased. I thought as a performance, it was a complete, um, defensive performance and, and whilst we scored the one goal, I, I know we can get better um, there. And that's obviously our challenge. But uh, but we'll take a 1-0 win every day of the week. Yeah, defensively hasn't been really an issue this year, has it? You've been defending really well um, and a few clean sheets. Uh, so it's been the attack that you've been, I suppose, working on. But it seemed to be really good against Sydney FC. A, a couple of goals very quickly. I think uh, I walked out of the room. Uh, I was watching that game on that, uh, was it Saturday afternoon? And... Bang, crash, wallop. I, I missed a goal because you score, what, two in a couple of minutes, like waiting for a bus? Yeah, we we got off to a great start against Sydney. And, uh, you know, they're always nice when you can start well, score a couple of goals, leave from the front. But, uh, um, look, I, I said this all along. I think we've been creating chances. So I'm, I'm not too concerned that the goals will come. It's just about uh, a little bit more composure, being more ruthless in front of goal. And um, with the defence we've got right now, we know we're always going to be in games there to win it. Charlie Austin played his last game on Friday night. Uh, disappointing, no doubt, to see him heading back to the UK for family reasons. So big shoes to fill there. Only a short time here in Brisbane. But what did he bring and what, what legacy will he leave for those players? You know, what did he impart on to some of those younger players? Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, when I reflect on, on his time here and, and from the moment I, I met him to bring him in and, and the impact he had in the change room, I think, uh, I think he showed our boys what it is to be a professional and to, and how to approach games. He had no fear. Uh, he had a, an inner confidence about um, us as a group in, in any game against any team. And uh, 
Uh, I think we'll miss that because he had uh, <clears throat> a short time here. And, and, and look, scored two goals in six games. And I think had he have stayed, he would have got better and better. But that's um, not to be. But um, but I think that inner confidence that he uh, imparted on our players. And he was always there for the young boys, giving advice. And he was, um, yeah, a great personality. And we'll miss him. I'll talk a little bit about uh, the Wanderers coming up on Friday night. But I want to go back to the World Cup um, and get your thoughts on on Australia's performance in the World Cup in general. Uh, it must have been, from your perspective, knowing a few of these A-League players that are going over there, and the, the A-League players did really, really well, um, to see their experience over there and hoping that they will bring that sort of vibe environment back to the A-League. What were your thoughts on the Australians' performance at the World Cup? Yeah, well, I think... Uh, the last time I came in here, I, I, I was optimistic we could we could shake it up mm. a bit and do well. And uh, and Craig Goodwin, someone I know very well, who uh, a very good. I think he's the best player in the A League uh, before the World Cup took place. So he just showed his quality uh, for Australia in in a couple of games. And uh, I was really really proud of the performance. I think uh, in a tough group to get six points is a, a phenomenal achievement. Um, and we pushed Argentina all the way. I think that just goes to show that. Um, you know, I think we said it before, we know we're not the English Premier League, mm. but uh, we are a good league. We're a league that gives opportunity to, to Australian talent. And uh, if we can get it right and, and keep trying to progress it, we'll, we'll see more and more talent come from our country, maybe go overseas and you'll see an even stronger national team as we, uh, we get it right. Yeah, we're talking, Co and I were talking before about uh, the Socceroos, the only country at the World Cup to play both France and Argentina. We had to play both of those. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, when you can, if someone were to say to you uh, before a World Cup, any team, any country, that you have to play the two finalists in a World Cup, you'd be going, oh, God, how tough is that? I know that, and they were the only two games we lost. And, yes, France, we were poorish. Uh, Graham Arnold did say afterwards the best friendly we've ever had, and they certainly <laughs> learnt from that. But, geez, we pushed Argentina, and if it wasn't for, you know, a, a missed opportunity in the last couple of minutes, we could have gone to extra time. Yeah, spot on. I think, you know, that's football. That can happen. Uh, France are a very good team. It probably shocked us, the, the level they were at in the first game, but but that was the best thing about what we did. We we shrugged it off. We, we got on with it, and we got a great result. And, uh, and when we got to the Argentina game, uh, you could see there was a different uh, confidence in the mm. group that they could they could cause an upset. And you never know, football's fine margins. Had Grand Qual scored that goal and made it tall and uh, taken it to extra time, maybe uh, maybe we wouldn't have seen Messi celebrating lifting the World Cup. You never know. Yeah. Did you have a highlight at all? Something that stood out to you? In the it World Cup? Yeah, not necessarily the Socceroos, but it, just in general. Yeah, look, I think um, there's so many uh, talking points. I, I thought the Saudi Arabian win in the first match was was, was something really great to see, the, the drama in that game. Um, I think the story for me was, was the Moroccans. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what they did was something really special. And, uh, you know, just a side note, I mean, uh, the sacrifice players make and families make, I, I thought it was a really lovely moment when the uh, Moroccan player, Hakimi, had his mum come on the field and she gave him a big hug and embrace and, you know, there was it was quite emotional after they called the final win. And I think that's, uh, you know, the sacrifice that people make um, to get to that level. I thought that was a nice moment uh, when they let the, uh, the the family of the Moroccans on the pitch. We had a, a young youngish squad too. So I mean, when you look to twenty twenty six, the North American World Cup, uh, a lot of those players that may not have got too many minutes. Uh, will be so much better uh, for that. What are your thoughts with where we stand now with uh, football in this country? 
Good question. Um, look, I think uh, if we talk about that squad and what's coming through with the with the younger teams, I think there's a real good opportunity here um, to really uh, blood these players. And I think that's what Arnie, Arnie did. He did it mm. in the highest pressure situation. I mean, uh, if you'd gone back six months and said, Kai Rolls is going to be our stunning left back in the World Cup, no one would have believed you. Um, not not many that know the game or know Kai well because he's a fantastic player. Mm. But, you know, he was outstanding. He's a Queenslander and... Um, yeah, had a great career so far at Central Coast, got his move to Hearts, and uh, but he's been given the opportunity. So I think there's a few more like him that, if given the, the chance in the next 18 months, can really show their qualities. And uh, I think I think that's the, the exciting thing about the squad right now is there's, there's a, it could go many different ways, but there's a lot of quality, a lot, lot of young talent that could get used and really help Australia move forward. Yeah, soccer or football in this country is... Oh, I was only thinking about this the other day, Warren. It, it's, it is unique in that our best players don't stay here. Like rugby league, uh, AFL, cricket, they all play here uh, other than the IPL. But you know you know what I mean? Like we keep our best yeah. players here in our competition, whereas football, the best players are playing in the A-League trying to get across to play in the Premier League or the Scottish League or whatever league around the world. And it must be very hard for then to develop a, a national sort of psyche or national sort of style of football, for want of a better term. Look, I think sometimes, yeah, for us, it's the world game. And I think that's yeah. where we're unique to other sports here. I mean, in, in Australia, when you mentioned the sports like, you know, rugby and uh, cricket and um, AFL, well, it's it, it's elite in this country alone. Uh, mm. This is the pinnacle here. Uh, but the world game's bigger. It's uh, broader. It, it's horizons, you know, go all over the place. So we, we have um, uh, to know our place in the game in a way, but also – be okay with that and celebrate the mm. fact that, you know, it, it may not be the strongest league in the world, but it's, it's still a very good league and we're still watching good talent, good players play. Um, of course, the only way you fix that is by money. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, um, they're professionals, but it's also a job and, you know, they have a short career, so they want to go and, and obviously do well out of that. So, um, you know, if there was more money in the game, you might keep more talent here in this country. But, uh, but right now that's what it is and... Uh, so, like I said, we have to probably accept where we are and, and just embrace the fact that we, we do promote young talent to hopefully give them that pathway to go on. To it's an interesting dilemma too, isn't it, that you, you talk about Qual there who's going to Newcastle, right? So, And then Harry Sutar has been one of the finds uh, of the World Cup from for world football perspective. So he's now been spoken about from going from the Scottish League to the English Premier League. So there's this dilemma, is there not, that if – Quoll goes to Newcastle and he's sitting on the bench and not getting much of a, a game. Is that developing him as a footballer? And if Harry goes from being a, a big fish in a pond of Scotland to a small fish in the UK, does that develop his talent as well? Yeah, look, and I think that's the di- dilemma that the players have. They've, it's their career. They've mm. got to make good choices. And uh, whilst it, it might be... Um, better for the back pocket. It might not necessarily be better for their development. So mm. they're the questions they are, only they can answer. But uh, I think with Harry, I think wherever he goes, he'll play. I think he's shown he's an outstanding centre-back. So I think even if he gets picked up by a Premier League side, he'll play. He's, he was um, immense in the World Cup. And Garang, look, I, I would say Garang will probably get opportunity to play, maybe loaned out when he goes to Newcastle. I okay. think that might be his pathway. I think they'll, they'll, they'll take their time with him. They know he's an extremely good talent, but uh, I don't think they'll thrust him into the first team at Newcastle. But I think still for his development, if he's in Europe, I think that'll be good for him. And you mentioned Harry there and, and the fact that he played so well. Sometimes players just need that opportunity or better players around them and a better environment or that sort of intensity. 
and then all of a sudden they can grow an extra leg. Um, yeah, look, I think that's the big one. I think we see it at all levels. You know, I, in the environment you get put in, if you, you know, if you're playing with better players every day yeah. and training with them, you be, you become better yourself. So um, it's the same. It's the same at, at this level now. So if Harry's going overseas or if Garang's going overseas and training in the Premier League. Uh, it's only going to make them better by yeah. being around the elite players in the world. Yeah. Now, mate, I must I must ask you, as a, a football fan first and foremost, uh, as opposed to being the, the coach at the Brisbane Roar, the scenes we saw on the weekend, I've had plenty to say over the last couple of days about the disgraceful scenes and hopefully the full force of the law, and it'll be interesting to see what punishments are handed out. But um, is it too strong a word for me to put in your mouth that you must have been heartbroken after what the Socceroos have achieved and where football had come from with seeing people at these live sites supporting the Socceroos to then see these scenes, um, it, what was your immediate reaction? Yeah, I, I think you've summed it up well, Mark. It's, it's devastating. Uh, you know, we, all the talk was let's try and build on the back of, the, of a great World Cup performance from the, the Socceroos and, and we come back and... Um, you know, obviously the APL made a decision that the fans were disappointed about, which which I can uh, sympathise with the fans on that one. Um, but to react the way they did, it, yeah, it's disgraceful and it's uh, it, it hurts because uh, for too long we've sat here talking about this sleeping giant in this country mm. and wanting to bring extra a game. But it seems like that that really take us back. And, uh, yeah, just so sad because it's not the way they go about it. It's not who we are. It's not who we want to be And uh, as a code and... I'm just so disappointed by it, and I'm sure um, the full force of the uh, the organisations will come down and, and hand out the punishments for that. Has it been spoken about by the players? Do you get a sense that, that your players are really upset and disappointed with everything as well? Yeah, absolutely. They're shocked. Uh, we're, we're all shocked mm. to see those scenes on Saturday night, and, and like everything, we all tune in to watch, which is one of the better games in the the Ali calendar. It's the Melbourne Derby. It's uh, generally a good atmosphere. It's good two good teams, and, you know... Uh, I think for me that the most disappointing thing was, okay, it all happened and I'm watching the screen and there's a six-year-old boy in the crowd mm. not knowing what's going on. The game's going to go ahead looking at his mum confused and what answers could she give him to say that, you know, the actions of a few have ruined the game, not only the game, but it's obviously brought the game into a light that no one wants to see in, in the national spotlight. So, um, yeah, just really, really, really disappointing. Yeah, I made the point yesterday, and, and I think it was James Johnson made, said that, you know, no referee or player should get it, or Channel 10 cameraman should get to a workplace and feel threatened. Absolutely. But no fan should go to a game and feel threatened. Those fans that were sitting there, like you mentioned, the six-year-old boy, they then had to get up and leave and go outside with those people with no help or support. I mean, those sorts of things can have a scarring effect uh, on particularly a child or any other supporter says, right, I'm not coming back. That, what, what is the point? So, yeah, totally understand and, and totally agree. A um, couple of things before I let you go. I know you've got to get the training. Has there been any talk from your fans at all? There'll be no protests this weekend, will there, at the grand final, you know, at KO Stadium on Friday? Or? Um, look, the last I heard that there might be, I think right. uh, the um, – uh, this is our first home game since the announcement was made. So there might be. Uh, but, you know, like, like I, I, I said, the game's for the fans and I'm not going to tell them what they should or shouldn't do as long as they come to the game, know that the players are, are going to give their best for the club. Staff's going to do their best and uh, we hope we can get three points. And for those that stay and watch, we'll, we'll try and put on a spectacle for them. How tough will it be, Western Sydney? If, this is a big match. If you win this one, you I think you level with Western Sydney or very close to them. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we can go up to second, to third. I think it might be. So, 
Uh, it's a big game for us, and we're looking forward to it. They're a good side, defensively strong as well, so I think it's going to be a tight game. Um, and they've just come off a loss, so I'm sure they're going to be keen to make amends against us this week, but, but we're obviously on a high full of confidence. Everyone fit? Uh, yes. Yes, they are. Yeah, we've got a, uh, you know, Charlie's gone, but everyone else is fit and well. And who's going to replace him? Oh, a well, good question. The club's looking at a replacement uh, and, and some options for, for Charlie now. Uh, we have, we've got a bit of time because it doesn't happen until um, January. Uh, the transfer window actually opens, so we can't actually replace him immediately. Oh, okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll take our time to have a look. But, uh, you know, in, in the meantime, we've got some good players in the squad. Joe Knowles has done exceptionally well this season, and I've no doubt he can step up in, in the meantime. Now, I've got four tickets to the game on Friday night, the Raw versus Western Sydney. 6.45, the game gets underway because of daylight saving down south at KO Stadium. If you'd like to go to the Raw v Western Sydney on Friday, and I'll also throw in for uh, four tickets to see the Raw take on the Wellington Phoenix on January 14, which is a Saturday. It's a 4 p.m. start at KO Stadium. 13 13 55 is that telephone number. If you'd like to see the Raw in the Western Sydney on Friday night and then back up to see the Raw in the Wellington Phoenix on January 14 at 4 p.m., 13 13 55. Watch every Isuzu Ute A-League match live on Paramount+. Plus. Brisbane Raw tickets available at Ticketek. Warren, thanks so much for coming in, mate. Have a great Christmas, and uh, we'll see you in the new year. Thanks, Mark. Same to you, mate.